Hey friends, Mercedes here. Totally honored to be the owner of Into the Woods, a business centered around whole life wellness and transformative experiences, as well as a practicing therapist and coach. My life's work is all about creating spaces, literally and figuratively, for women to unlock their true success and have more peace, joy, and love in their hearts, lives, and calling. As a leader, yes, you are that leader I'm talking about, I can see you want to be more productive and in service to others, to have that work-life balance with more joy and meaning, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, right? Am I right? <laughs> I want you to understand and know that it's not just about your ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that you can slow down to speed up and step into your life as a purpose-fueled woman, and that it can be simple, but oh so powerful. Come on in. Let's walk this journey together, one season at a time. Let's step deeper into the life God created you for. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Well, hello there. Welcome back. It's episode 161. Mercedes here with Her Unapologetic Life. And we are in the last month of the year. This is a time where I really naturally reflect, and I'm curious if you are as well. It also feels like, oh my goodness, it's like three weeks till Christmas or less. What are we going to do? Uh, and so while I'm, you know, I'm recording this in, in you know, real time, I also want you to know that if you're listening to this another time of year, this is this is something that really applies to any time. Um, I especially think about it this time of year in the season of living <laughs> with Christmas and the actual calendar year ending. And so first just checking in, right? And then next just wanting to really bask in this um, journey of self-compassion that we are all on. And I think if you've been around for a while, you know that it's one of my foundational things, right? It's, it's really getting to the place where we love ourselves, we accept ourselves for who we are, we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, um, we have our own back. And self-compassion is one of those things that really, um, really to me embodies that. You know, it's the self-love, um, the self care, self-reflection, when we're able to really, you know, grow into that emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, um, you know, just the ability to really give to ourselves what we give to others um, and increasing that twofold, right, to them and to ourselves. So anyway, today I was inspired to talk about self-compassion um, from, from a perspective of like when we are on a journey and we're doing our best to care for ourselves and to grow and we're, we're most likely helping others do that. Um, sometimes we're in a journey where, well, most of the time in seasons where things happen that we don't plan on. And I was, you know, really, really been sharing my story these last couple of years in, in this podcast, right? Like part of the reason I started the podcast a few years ago was because, you know, I really wanted to redefine the way I looked at my life and help my clients even on a deeper, more transformative level. And so that's kind of why I started it. And I've really learned a lot about self-compassion <laughs> in this season. And I've also had quite a few things that have been, I wouldn't say brand new navigating, you know, the loss of my father a couple of years ago and all of the things that happened in um, within the family and different things in my life. Um, 
I had dealt with some of that before with, with, you know, loss of my brother and beloved grandparents. But it's really been an interesting process because throughout all of the personal stuff, I've been continuing to push forward with the professional stuff. And if we had, you know, a few hours here, I would would love to reflect with you uh, on all the all the beautiful um, God moments and, you know, um, examples of planting seeds and them coming to fruition over the last few years as well. Uh, but I wanted to just for today, you know, touch on some of those things, but really for our sakes, really give us another um, another opportunity to decide that self-compassion is really the way we want to go because we are going to have things like really amazing success stories and wins and also some huge losses if we're if we're in the arena right as Brene Brown says and sometimes when we feel like we're in a good stride um, and something comes along and it throws us off it seems like thoughts of ourselves and self-compassion what we might need kind of go to the wayside and we go into survival mode right that's another episode but I wanted today to just share some of the learnings I've had um, throughout these this last bit. Um, in what I'm in a good, pretty feel like I'm in a pretty good stride, and something comes along and it feels like it just kind of throws me off my game. I wanted to tie in um, what I have learned about that and why we need more compassion in that process, especially right. It's easy to practice self care, self compassion when we're when we feel rested and in a good place, but when we're in stress or you know when we're busy, it gets a little harder, right? So here's just a few things. If you're in a, if you're in a season where most things are going great, but there's been something that's kind of like knocked you off your game, or you feel like you're just a little off because it's the holidays, whatever it is, this is for us, okay? So this is um. This is like just a few things that I've learned, right? So when it comes to having things happen that really are out of our control and the fact that we need um, more self-compassion in the process is um, first thing is, you know, the, like, like everything, it's a both and, right? Um, we can both feel the thing and still have self-compassion. We can keep going and we can take the rest that we need, okay? So before I get any further... When I think of self-compassion and I think of a time that we need to like really like take good care of ourselves, a lot of times my brain goes to rest and to slowing down and to like that that exquisite self-care, right? But it's also a both and, right? Um, Because for example, like when my dad passed away, if I had just gone into rest mode, if I had just hunkered down and cocooned myself... Um, especially because it was, it was during towards the end of COVID, I would have probably fallen into a depression, I'm thinking. But knowing what I needed, I knew I needed a lot of rest time. And I also knew I needed purpose, right? So I do best when I have a purpose and when I have a lot of time to rest, reflect, just bask in, you know, be nurtured, nurture, all that stuff. So if that, if that resonates with you, you can have a both and with self-compassion, right? Um, you can have, you can be busy and, and you can um, have productivity, but it's that like that peaceful productivity with your purpose, but you also then can acknowledge that you need a lot of rest. Um, it's okay. So what I've done over the years is I've built as, and of course, as I've aged too, maybe I've built in more rest, right? I've built some more time to be home. That's one one thing that really helps me to be out in the woods, right? And so, but I'm also, you know, being more intentional about who I'm engaging with and who I who I serve. Um, and so again, we're talking about this journey of self-compassion, especially when we feel like 
we're needing a lot of self-care and self-love, depending on what's going on in our lives, right? Um, next thing I've learned is it usually takes a, a lot for us to really slow down and listen. I always say I'm a slow learner. Um, and honestly, I would rather just keep going. Um, I would rather just push through and not have to deal with the, the shadow work if I didn't have to, honestly. I've learned over the years that it's really important to do that, but I would rather just be optimistic. It's, it's on my strengths finder. You know, let's just go. I've got the empathy, the optimism. Let's do it. But it doesn't work. And I know that we all have evidence of that in our lives, right? Um, sometimes we just need to really slow down. And sometimes we don't listen until our body tells us. Or, you know, like I said, something happens in our life that forces us to slow down. So, um, <laughs> yeah, for me to listen to myself these days is is easier than it used to be. But it's still, you know, there's still that autopilot of, oh, I just wish I could just push through. Well, something happened recently in my personal life where it was like, um, my naturopath and I were talking and we love talking metaphors and, you know, symbolism stuff, which is to like understand emotions and feelings and what's going on in my body all the time. And when she, when I came in, she's, we were just kind of, you know, checking out how things were going. And we, and the metaphor that came up kind of was like, I had been hit across the face with a cookie sheet. Now I have this huge cookie sheet and I, I envisioned that. I was like, holy crap, that would just land me on my ass, right? Well, and she said, just think about a dog with dogs because we both love dogs. Think of a pug and think of a German Shepherd. She's like when you came in, your face was like a pug all scrunched in. And when you left, it was out like a German Shepherd with a cute, beautiful, big schnout, right? And so sometimes when that when we when we're like, oh, someone's recognizing this happened to us and we've been we've been beat down. Um, that is when we we're called to listen, to slow down. Um, and again, I would have rather not have had that happen. I am actually still uh, partially in denial that that happened and the residual effects, effects it's had on me emotionally. But I also know that I have to just be with myself through it, right? Um, okay, another thing I've learned about self-compassion and all this process of the journey, right, is um, we can change course. In fact, when we do... Um, especially if that is where our destiny is calling us, it's better for everyone. Having compassion for ourselves when we change course is gold and it's, it's the best gift we could give ourselves. So I think about myself too, being a therapist forever, then discovering coaching and see, noticing that was kind of more my style with some of the paths brought in for healing. Uh, so I went coaching only for a minute there. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I want to still take some therapy clients. So I'm doing that. Well, and then now with the retreat property, um, project, as I call it, or the oasis, uh, my focus has had to shift a little bit because I have a huge responsibility over there. And for a minute there, I want to just keep going on my course, right? But I wasn't thinking about my divine destination. So destiny, both, both, right? And so, um, you know, it's okay to change course. And it's also important when we do that, when we're honoring that, listening to that, to have a lot of self-compassion, right? Um, Another thing is when we don't have self-compassion for ourselves um, and we're looking externally for it, unless it's from God that, you know, we're looking for it from God, it's not going to look the same or it's not going to be as high quality. I'm basically saying like only God can really give us the self-compassion and the nurturing that we need um, externally in a way that um, isn't human, right? And we ourselves know ourselves the best. And so we spend so much time 
educating others around us on how they can treat us when we actually can be more self-compassionate. I think, I mean, my husband always comes up <laughs> in the example, but you know, I think with men, they're prioritizing themselves. They're giving themselves the benefit of the doubt. They're having more self-compassion in general, or they're just not aware. We'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about that one another time. But yeah, it's just really a good, another example of giving ourselves more self-compassion. And then, of course, you know, on this journey, uh, where these ups and downs, um, giving ourselves self-compassion is our responsibility. Like, this is our life, period. It's not um, my kids. It's not my husband's. It's not my clients. It's not my families. It's not my friends. It's not my communities. Like, I'm responsible for my life first. And I think sometimes I feel like I'm repeating myself on that. And everyone's like, well, yeah, of course, Mercedes, it's my life. But what I keep seeing is we are so loving and self-compassionate to others in our lives that um, it's really a disservice to us and to them. And I know I preach this all of the time. <laughs> this is probably a little bit preachy, but I'm honestly living into this and learning this myself. So don't feel like I'm only preaching at you. This is for me too. Um, but we really, we really do need to take responsibility for our own self-compassion and for our lives. And we need to allow others to do that too. Um, when we're enabling, people pleasing, um, all those things, it's it's just not helpful. It, it is it seems easier and less painful to just go as is with status quo, but it isn't. You know, it's kind of like I think about my te- one of my teenagers, um, actually both. You know, they're they're wanting me to do certain things for them as their mother, and they're used to it. And when I'm at a point where it's like, why am I offering to make them food when I am hangry and they're big guys, they can use the microwave or the stove or they can do whatever. I have everything out there for them. That's when I'm needing to say, this is, I need self-compassion here. I need to go sit down at the table. They can find their way to the kitchen. That's just a very small example. Um, another thing I've learned um, when it comes to self-compassion too, though, is we do need support. We need people who get us, people who you know, um, will help fuel that language and that feeling. I mean, like I said, we don't want to live for that necessarily. I feel like I saw a thing on um, Facebook where it's like, we don't, we're not with somebody so that they make us happy. We make ourselves happy. um, But they're like, they're like a, what do you call it? A bonus or, you know, it's like a, just an extra benefit. Um, They can't, they're not, they can't be responsible for that. But it definitely matters who's around us and who supports us because that really affects the way we look at ourselves. So I hope that makes sense. We're wanting to focus on self, but we're in relationship. And so therefore, you want to be with somebody who can give you compassion and who's giving themselves compassion, right? Um, and the next thing on the list is something that um, is my one of my ma- main remedies for, you know, really living into the self-compassion during the seasons of life is laughter, sense of humor. I need it every day. Like I know that it can be a defense mechanism when it's used too far and it's not, and, you know, people don't get serious. They just make jokes all the time. You might, you might be in a relationship with people like that where it's constant and you might think, oh, well, Mercedes, you're one of them that jokes all the time. I do. And I love it, but I also like to get serious. Um, so I can, I consider laughter if I take it a little extreme as my healthiest defense mechanism. <laughs> But we have to laugh at the situation, at ourselves, um, with others. Um, one of the favorite <laughs> things my husband likes to do is send me memes or reels um, via Instagram. And it's just, it's hilarious. It's about doodles, marriage, um, all sorts of things that really convey how we're feeling, but with humor and other people are 
you know, living that out in hilarious ways. Um, so that's where I think it comes in. And then it just shows like some of the things that he sends me that, you know, he is having some self-compassion for himself and for me and, and us doing this messy thing called life together, right? Another thing that I've learned is that um, this is probably the opposite of self-compassion. If When we're seeing harsh judgment, self-abuse, self-neglect, disregard, all of that, um, that is, those are red flags, right? Those are the opposite of self-compassion and self-love and what comes from God. And it really doesn't have a place in our lives. Now, and we're seeing some of this, it's easier to see it other people, right? So we see other people judging other people. We see people being really harsh, being very black and white in their thinking and they're, you know, declaring these things and expecting everybody to just agree with them completely. Um, but we do it to ourselves. And when it comes to self-compassion, we're hard on ourselves. You know, we're judging ourselves. We're, we're verbally abusing ourselves. We're neglecting ourselves. I use some of those more extreme words, but it happens. And really, um, that is the opposite of self-compassion and self-love. And so what's going to happen if we're treating ourselves that way? Um, it's going to be harder to get back in our stride or to feel the rest that we need or to move to the next season if we're in that and we're stuck in that. And another one is, you know, we, when it comes to self-compassion, we have to give ourselves permission and breaks and all that. We can't please everyone. You know, um, we we can't please everyone in how we behave and what we say and what we do at all times. And so that's kind of getting into the whole, like, have more, more self-compassion, self-acceptance, then, you know, the people pleasing, the perfectionism, the performing, all of those things. Um, because, and we also, another piece of it is, um, we can't always look to others to make decisions for us if we're really living in self-compassion. Like, we're going to be okay and trust ourselves that we're going to make some decisions and we have the answers and it might not turn out perfectly, right? I don't know if you know anybody who's always checking with five people before they make a decision. I was that person for many years. I find myself still with certain people checking in with them, but I think now that they're kind of like my wisdom team. And even if they say do this, I, I tend to sit with it a little before I'm like, yeah, well, I should. Um, so that's part of the growth continuum, right, <laughs> is um, having this, having the self-compassion for ourselves is really having the self-trust that we can make these decisions and not need to get it right all the time, but that actually we probably have the most information that, to make the decision than anyone, right? And so this was a bit of a ramble. I used to apologize for rambling, but if you've been listening to me for a while, you know it's my huge. And so now occasionally I do... Um, in part, just because, um, you know, I, I just, it's like, I'm, it's a habit, but I, it's also part of who I am, right? And I just hope in this ramble of things that I've learned about having um, self-compassion, especially in times when there's bumps in our life, which happen all the time, so really the day-to-day, -day, right? Um, I just hope that you can see how crucial self-compassion um, is and how it can actually change and transform our lives immensely right and we deserve um it all like we deserve to give ourselves all the self-compassion that we can give ourselves um and that's in self um, reflection regard 
care, love. I just think about this time of year, you know, when there's there's um, gifting going on. And as we get older, sometimes those material gifts um, don't always mean as much, but sometimes they do. But I really want to challenge you this season to give to yourself. You know, allow yourself to receive, to experience that reciprocation of self-compassion, of compassion with others who you know have it for you. Um, and also, you know, the, the compassion from God himself, like the nurturing of that and the, and the reason for this whole season um, in my faith. And it, it really shifts things. It gets us like back into that curious observer role of saying like, how, yeah, how would my life really change if I had more self-compassion? Like the things that I've listed, the things that I've learned over the last bit, if I didn't grow my self-compassion, I, I know that I would be either more bitter more angry, more depressed, more anxious. Once those things that kind of like we go to when we feel kind of cornered or stuck. And I won't lie to you, like I still have moments where I'm just like, oh, I just wish things were so different. Like, um, and that's lamenting, right? Lamentations. And and having self-compassion isn't gonna make us feel all warm and fuzzy all the time, but it's gonna give us that internal space that we need to to help ourselves through some of these things that we'll be facing. And so I just think self-compassion is a journey. And within the journey, seasons come that are busy like Christmas. We we experience losses and we experience great victories. Um, But through it all, like self-compassion, if it remains a constant, I think it will really really change your life. And I think if you haven't really been pondering that, that's something really worth pondering this season. And so that's kind of where I want to leave it. Um, I have a, I have one thing else to say, which you'll see in the show notes, but this is going to be my last month of podcasting here for a while. I'm not like closing the door because obviously if you've been around, you notice I have a lot to say, but I want to just change the location. I want to just change. I just need, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready to kind of, you know, shift a few things. I'm ready just to like settle in a little bit more. And so I, I'm starting a, a community online. I know that some of you have been in the Unhurried Life and you've kind of seen that structure. It's similar, but it's a little more user-friendly for me. And it's a little more structured like a Facebook thing where you can go and you can you can interact, but you can also then go find, you know, podcast episodes or, um, you know, invest in a course with me or invest in coaching or check out the retreat spaces, like what, there's an event calendar over there. So it's kind of like an extension of my website for more just like, the you know the the um the hub of what's going on and it's actually called into the woods hub and um it's just a really cool space where i can still record episodes i can still you know um interact and probably actually more so of course i'll still be on facebook instagram and whatnot but it's just a really great place to go to get away from the scroll to see um what what you might be looking for, whether it is personal and professional growth, or it's you want to host your next family reunion at the retreat, or, you know, you're looking for a space through personal retreat days or a vision board workshop, or perhaps you've been curious about, you know, starting coaching or therapy with me or with others who I know in the community. Um, So anyway, it's free to follow. I'm going to, the link should hopefully be in the show notes to get you to the the main page. It's free. You can register there. And then from there, you'll see what, what I'm building. It's literally just started. Um, literally have only one page, a picture of me and a few of my friends as like our picture because I need to get going on the branding. Um, but anyway, I have it for you there. Um, 
if you're interested. I'd love to have you over there, especially if you've enjoyed the podcast or you're just finding it now. Uh, you'll hear more from me over there for now. But anyway, I'll be back in a couple weeks uh, for our final episode for a bit. And I hope you have a beautiful month. Thanks for listening to today's episode, my friend. If you liked the podcast, please stop by and leave me a review. They really matter. If any of your friends, ladies who support you or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way. This is the season for you to say yes to you, to serve from an overflowing cup and to put practices into action that support your life and those you serve and lead. And for more updates and resources, check out the happenings at Into the Woods Spaces and Experiences by visiting intothewoods.co. That's intothewoods, one word, no caps, dot C-O. Here's to living your best, most unapologetic life. See you next week.